want to start off by reading our opening text, and it's a little long, so I want you to, to just uh, track with me through this story. It's an incredible story found in 2 Kings chapter 5, uh, verse 5 through 12. It says, the king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, the Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel. Not the Las Vegas raiders, the Aramean raiders. They invaded the land of Israel. And among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day, the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. So this is the king's response. Go and visit the prophet. And I'll send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter to the king of Israel said this, With this letter I present my servant Naaman. I want you to heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay, and he said, Am I God that I can give life and take it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there's a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman, he went with his horses and chariots, and he waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message to Naaman. Go and wash yourself seven times, say seven times, in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and he stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out and meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord as God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the far part better than any of the rivers here in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. Let's pray. God, I just pray for clarity today. God, laser light focus. God, that your word would set the captive free. People that have struggled for years. God, we believe that in moments you can turn things around. And God, I'm just asking you for do, to do what only you can do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I've been married for going on 10 years, and I remember the very first, the very first uh, few months I was married, I was new to a lot of different things. One was like having my own place. Um, to save money, I lived with my parents as long as I could, like to the day it was like the wedding day. And, and so now we're, well, we move and we have this one-bedroom apartment, me and my wife, and and there was a lot, of, a lot of bad habits that I took with me to that apartment, like leaving lights on and running the AC when you weren't home. I never understood why my dad always told me to turn the lights off in rooms that weren't occupied. I never understood why he said, turn off the AC when you're not home. Because there's this thing, this demon called PG&E. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a blessing, but man, during the summer, it is a curse, especially in the city of Fresno. And so I had no idea what PG&E, I don't even, I think my, my wife thought PG&E was like a, a, a drink at Starbucks. We, she didn't know. We didn't know. And so we're running our AC all the time. We're leaving lights on all the time. I buy this like cool little heater and, and we just are, we're running things for no reason. And, 
And I remember towards the end of the summer, I, I, I look at my bill, and my bill was like insane. It scared me. I thought my wife is going to leave me. I started to panic. And, and, and as, we're, as we're looking at this bill, we realize we've got to restructure some things to get this bill to, uh, to disappear. And so it just seemed like forever we were paying off this PG&E bill. And I remember one day my wife was really, really uh, frustrated. She was really frustrated because all of our extra money was going to this PG&E bill. And, and, and I remember she looked at me and says, I just want some fun money. I just want some money where it doesn't have to. Has anyone ever just wanted some fun money? Like, it doesn't have to go to a dishwasher. It doesn't have to go to a broken appliance. It's going to go to something I just want to enjoy. And, and this was like a real serious moment. It was, it was serious. I mean, borderline, she's in tears. I'm thinking, I'm going to have to start selling drugs again. I'm just like reverting to, I just, before Christ. And, and so I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And, and, and I knew I wasn't going to do that, but I, I, I did used to buy and resell stuff off Craigslist. So that's initially where my mind went. Fun money's going to have to come back from hustling on Craigslist. I was prepared. I was ready. I downloaded the app again, and, and I had set my mind on how this miracle was going to take place. It's kind of uh, 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 the tendency that we have. We believe God for greatness, and then we start figuring out how it's going to happen. And so I'm trying to figure out how this miracle is going to happen because I know God can do miracles. And, and I came to church maybe two or three days later, and it was in a worship service, and I was standing over here to the corner. And my mind was so distracted on what I was going to be doing after service and what I was going to be selling. And, and as I'm distracted, this lady walks up to me during worship, and she hands me this letter. And, and, and this, is, this is pretty common. People will write a letter, something they need prayer with specifically. And so I put it in my pocket, uh, but I think to myself, maybe it's something urgent she needs prayer for today. And so I read the letter, and on the letter it says, hey... Uh, you, you said something the other week, and it was to one of my family members. You, don't, you didn't know that, but I'm very appreciative of that. And there was a check of $1,000 in the middle of that letter. And, and what was crazy was, as I read the bottom, the third of that letter, it said, I, it said take your wife and go do something fun with it. And, and this is crazy. Now, I'm not saying that's how God does every miracle. But what I'm saying is, I was so distracted with a method of how God was going to do it that I almost missed the message that God was going to do it. The title of my message today, the title of my message today is this, Faith in the Message, Not in the Method. Faith in the Message, Not in the Method. Naaman is in need of a miracle. He needs a miracle. He needs God to do something in his life that he cannot do for himself. Uh, so he goes to the house of Elisha, but he doesn't like Elisha's method. There's some things you got to know about Naaman. Naaman, he's a, Naaman's a somebody. Naaman is the commander of the king's army. Naam, Naaman's resume, in comparison to a lot of people's resume, would put a lot of other people's resumes to shame. He's a commander. He's successful, he's wealthy, nice house, nice chariot, uh, nice animals, I don't know. And it's going down this list of all of his achievements, but on the very bottom of that resume, but he's a leper, but he's a leper. He's successful in all these areas, but he has leprosy. Have you ever felt? Like you were hitting it on all cylinders, like you're just bam, bam, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, but on the cylinder that mattered the most, you're failing? 
Like I'm winning in this area, but man, in the area that really matters, I just cannot seem to get a breakthrough. That is the area that God wants to show you how faithful he can be. You may find yourself today in need of something you can't fix. That is the area that God desires to show you his faithfulness. So Naaman understands he needs a miracle. And, and there's a couple of things I want to take out of this story that I believe can help position us for miracles. The way God does a miracle for this side of the building or for this side of the building, for them, it may, it may look different, but the reality is God wants to do miracles in our lives, and I believe some of these steps can help us. There's something Naaman does right out the gate. He goes to his king and says, there's someone in Israel that could heal me. So they send him to the king of Israel's house. The king of Israel gets this letter, this message, asking him to heal Naaman, and the king freaks out because the king doesn't have an answer for this problem. I believe many of us that are in need of miracles, our first mistake is we're knocking at the wrong doors. We're knocking on the doors of people that don't have solutions for our problems. Naaman should have went to Elisha's house, but he went to the king's house. And, and I believe in the, in the time we're living in, the world does not have answers for you. Now, the world may have some answers, but they may not have every solution that you need. And I love Elisha because Elisha, he says, hey, king, bring him to me so he'll know there's a true prophet in Israel. I'm grateful to be a part of a church that has a pastor that is in place, ordained by God. I know the word prophet kind of freaks you out, but I'm telling you, our pastor is a prophet. Who, what does that mean? That's some, something spooky? He's a spokesman from God, ordained by God to help you in your life today. I want to read this, this verse to you really, really quick, just to help bring some clarity to this point. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, it says this, So guard yourselves and God's people. This is speaking of overseers, of pastors. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. It says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with the knowledge and understanding. Naaman was looking for answers, but he was knocking on all of the wrong doors. But I'm grateful I have a church to show up to, to say, I know what the world is saying. I know the world is saying you should panic. I know the world is saying you are doomed. But what is the man of God saying? What is the man of God saying? So when my pastor gets up months ago and says, what is God saying? Sand and stars, get out of your tents. Get out of your tents. What do you see? I see sand and stars. The prophet has spoken. And for some of us, it wasn't applicable four months ago. But today, it's more applicable than you know. The prophet gets up on this stage every Sunday. We got to start to change the way we think. We got to change the way we think. We're looking for sand and stars. When bad thoughts come, push them out because God is going to do something. And we can devalue what God is trying to say through the prophet that we miss out on our miracle. The man of God steps on stage a few weeks ago and says, I believe that God said, put miracles back on your calendar. Put miracles back on your calendar. A lot of you are still knocking on all the wrong doors when you should have been in service saying, what's the prophet saying? Because the man of God was not intimidated by Naaman's condition. 
Celebration Church, it's a church, but we are a body of believers. And it doesn't matter what you walk in. I don't care if you walked in with leprosy, cancer, a headache, a diabetic, fear, or anxiety. The church has the answer that you need. Elisha wasn't intimidated by Naaman's problem. We're looking for solutions, but we're looking at all of the wrong doors. But I'm glad you're here today because you're knocking at the right door. I'm not saying there's not answers. I'm not saying there's not solutions. But I believe that God is going to use men and women of God to lead people when the world doesn't know how to lead them. Naaman, I'm sorry, Elisha was not intimidated by Naaman's problem. And Naaman goes and knocks at his door. And, and I realize why, why it's a lot easier not to knock on the prophet's door. Why it's, not, why it's easier just to avoid coming to a place like this because sometimes, sometimes the, the prophet's methods, they don't line up with my feelings. And I think this is why a lot of us avoid coming to a place like this or avoid pursuing God because sometimes the methods that God has, they don't line up with my methods. I don't know that that's the way I would choose to do it. And, 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 and Naaman found himself in the same exact boat. He goes and he's knocking on Elisha's door. And Elisha doesn't even come out. It's actually his servant. And his servant says, hey, go and dip in that Jordan River seven times. And, and when you do it, you're going to be cured. It's like Elisha forgot he's the one that went to knock on the door and had leprosy. He gets angry. Are you kidding me? Dip in the Jordan. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do that? That method is silly. That method is ridiculous. I got plenty of rivers where I'm from that are much prettier. I got the lakes of Michigan. Why would I want to dip in Millerton Lake when I got beautiful lakes like that? That's what he's thinking. But it had nothing to do with the water and had everything to do with Naaman's heart. Naaman had an ego problem. He had an ego problem. I've seen... I've seen egos destroy more futures than Satan. I'm just going to let that sink in. I've seen egos destroy more futures than Satan because the method didn't line up with my feelings. God is, he's, he's a little crazy because I don't understand his methods. I'm going to be, I don't understand all of his methods. I don't understand his ways. His methods are so silly, and he changes them up every now and then. It's like last year, the way my fund money came in was through the lady that gave me $1,000, but the next year when I needed fund money, it wasn't through that lady. And when you start putting a faith in a method, God will switch up that method so that method doesn't become your God. God will switch up the method because your method will become your God. They were your source last year, but that's not your source this year. God doesn't mind using those avenues, those methods to produce in your life, but when they become your God, God will switch it up on you just to make sure you're still in it for, for him. Naaman had a game plan. Naaman had a strategy. Naaman knew how God was supposed to do it, but God changed it up on Naaman. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you're facing today. It doesn't matter how long you've been facing it. It doesn't matter how long the history of it has been in your family. It can end with you. 
But when the method doesn't line up with your feelings, you have to remind yourself, my faith is not in the method. My faith is in his message. And if he said household salvation, I don't care how he does it, household salvation belongs to me. For some of you, you've been praying for your kids to come to this church, but God may do salvation through another church. You've got to be okay with it. He may just switch the method up. For some of you, you're believing for God to heal you, and, 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 and thankfully, doctors have, have prescribed. Is that subscribe? Subscribe. That's, that's what you do for Netflix. Prescribe. There it is. I, as you can tell, I don't go to the doctor often. And, and those, yes. I failed English, okay? I don't know how I graduated. I failed the high school ex exit exam. I weaseled 10 extra points from my counselor to allow me to pass. It worked. He's no longer a counselor now, to say the least, but it doesn't matter. He got me through. Thank you. God's methods constantly, they're going to change. Don't put your faith in methods. Get rid of that idea. Just fixate on what he said he would do. Fixate on what he said he would do. Fight to have an ear to hear his voice. Do his word. Even if it doesn't register with your feelings, do his word. He's faithful. And, and when you're looking and expecting, look to him. Don't look through those channels because God's going to change the channel on you. He does it on purpose. He, the, the, the one person you're counting on to meet all of your needs, God's going to remove them, and he's going to move them over here now and say, sorry, they're not there anymore. What are you going to do? I got a new method. It's awesome because Naaman had some people around him that had some sense, and, um, and one of the officers, one of the officers, he looks at Naaman and is like, man, you got to go back and dip. You got to go back and dip. So Naaman swallows his pride and he goes back where he was leaving from and he goes back to that Jordan River and he walks in and he walks out one this is a commander this is the somebody this is someone that is used to calling the shots and he walks in and he walks out you know doing this after time number three makes you feel a little silly makes you feel dumb makes you feel like why am I doing this but he walks in, and he walks out. I'm sure if there were people around from Naaman's hometown, they'd be thinking, Naaman, what are you doing? You look like a fool. Why are you doing that? You're better than that, Naaman. You don't need it. But he walks in, and he walks out. And I'm sure if Naaman's spouse was there, she's like, honey, just come back. That's for the kids to do. You're too old for that. That's not applicable for you anymore. But he walks in, and he walks out. And he does this seven times, and the Bible said he was cured, and his skin was as smooth as a little kid, a man with leprosy. When you have faith in his message, not his method, I believe you'll be positioned to receive miracles. And when those methods come and they challenge your feelings, because you're walking in, this is not how I was picked to do it, I wouldn't do it this way. It's okay, because when that miracle takes place in your life, it will all be worth it. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.